Hey everybody, welcome to the Chamber Channel's Five Questions podcast. This is the place where we take a deep dive with industry leaders for an inside look at their world and how they can make a difference in yours. If you live in the Low Country, you'll understand that Heritage Fever is a phenomenon that happens as we get closer to South Carolina's only PGA Tour event, the RBC Heritage presented by Boeing. Last year's tournament had a dramatic and really heartfelt finish. Stewart Sink cinched the title for the third time with the son Reagan on the bag. But Stewart Sink is known as one of the nicest guys in golf. What's his take on this year's tourney? Let's listen. Sitting down today with the uh, defending champion at RBC, presented by Boeing and uh, Stuart Sink. Welcome back and glad to have you on Hilton Head Island today. Thank you, it's nice to be here always. So, won three times here. Obviously, you love the course. Uh, I wanna to talk to you something different than the course. Tell us what you love about Hilton Head Island. I think I like just the at-home feeling. Um, and I know most people can't experience this, but the fact that it comes after the Masters, is another thing I love here uh, because the Masters is really intense and uh, it's ratcheted up. And when you come here, it feel like you kind of ratchet down. And I just, I love the feeling of that. And it comes at a great time on the calendar for us. What's a, what's a day look like for you? Uh, let's just say it's, it's Thursday of, of the tournament. What's your Thursday or Friday, your routine that you go through before you play? And then what do you do after? Well, any competition days, uh, Thursday, Sunday, Monday, some days, you know, um, it's uh, it starts off with the in the gym two hours before the tea time, and that doesn't matter if it's seven a.m. or if it's four thirty p.m. It's two hours um, before my first ball is struck on the first tee. Is uh, that's the time for the gym, and I don't do like a lot of lifting weights before the round, but uh, enough to get like pretty sweaty and um, just get the body warmed up and get loose and start to kind of get your mind in that mode of I'm about to physically do something, and then. Uh, I usually try to get a little something to eat, not too much, just a, a little bit. Uh, and then I putt, I hit some short game shots, and then I usually go to the range. I'm usually at the range somewhere between 25 and 30 minutes before the first tee shot. And then from there, it's like start with the short clubs, go all the way through the driver, and your last couple of shots are knocking the cover off it with the driver until you go to the tee. Were you surprised how well you were playing here early on uh, uh, last year? I wasn't because I had I'd been on a really good run where I felt very much in command of where the golf ball was going. And this course is just so, it's imperative that you have that command off the tee um, into the greens because the targets are really small here. And I had that last year. I was really, really excelling in that part of the game. And so I was, I came in here expecting to have, you know, a really good shot at winning this tournament. And, um, promptly started off by hitting my first shot on number 10 about 25 yards out in the lake on the left <laughs> on Thursday morning and I was like whoa you know that could have been like a, uh that was a big fork in the road for me actually and I um I turned to Reagan after that ball and I went over to him and, and I said all right that right there was one of the laziest shots I've hit in my life I I can't expect to compete here just based on what I've done the last few weeks this has to be totally present, totally focused, and let's, let's go. And so um, it was a, a big moment for me to sort of like wake up and I played fabulous the rest of the week, especially the first two days though, after that shot. That was a really important shot for me. You, uh, you mentioned Reagan and one of the things that really stands out, I, my mind from not only our tournament, but the whole PGA Tour for the year is, is one, you winning here for the third time, but then also having Reagan on the, on the bag and uh, the bond that you have and, 
and his ability to caddy. Tell us, tell us a little <laughs> bit about how he got on the bag. Well, he was uh, finishing up at Georgia Tech, and he was doing an internship with Delta Airlines, and uh, they offered him a job full time, and he um, he accepted the job. And the next day is when Delta had their hiring freeze because of COVID. COVID was just starting, and we were all kind of like, "What is going on here?" and it was starting to impact Delta pretty significantly. And obviously we know what happened looking back now, like it was a, probably the history's worst impact on the airlines. Right. And so um, they kept pushing his start date back. And um, so he was kind of sitting on his hands, like, okay, I'm not sure what's gonna happen. Like we all were in a way. And so um, I was also coming off an injury season and I didn't have full access to tournaments at the start of 2020. Uh, that's that's the start of our 2020 season, which is in September. And so uh, the first tournament of the year, I was kind of on the border of whether I was going to get in or not. And my caddy, Kip Henley at the time, was wondering, you know, should I go? Should I, you know, should I fly out there? He, should I buy a ticket? It was expensive for caddies. And so um, Reagan's start date got pushed back past that. And so he said, uh, Reagan came to me one day and said, I'll caddy in the tournament, you know, if you, if you want me to. And I'm like... <laughs> Heck yeah, we we just played a gazillion rounds of golf during COVID. Reagan's a good golfer, and he thinks his way around the course like I do. And I thought it'd be really fun. And so uh, we went out and won that tournament, that first one. Yeah. I ended up getting in, and and we won. And it was just uh, to play golf with uh, with the total lack of conflict that I'd ever had or with any other caddies. Um, not outward conflict, but just like that internal like doubt about whether, you know, I think the shot's going to play 180 and my caddy says, no, I think I'm in the more 175 range. That little bit of conflict right there is enough to get you just off of your focus enough to maybe not hit like a really good shot. And you need to be really good on the PGA Tour. That was Reagan's one tournament. And that turned into another tournament, which we finished high in again, 12th. It just kept growing into like, well, what about the Masters? You want to caddy in the Masters? Caddy through the Masters. And then, so finally he talked to his, uh, future employers at Delta. Well, I should say his then future employees <laughs> at Delta. And um, we know a lot of the people at Delta already. So um, they said, look, we love having Reagan working for Delta. We think that he's going to work here for 40 years. So if you want to go caddy for your son, for your, for your dad, or if you want to, um, you know, do what you need to do when you're ready, come back to Delta. I'm not saying he's going to go back to work at Delta. And I'm, I don't think they would say he's going to come back to work at Delta. There's no guarantees or nothing's on paper, but um, that's how it got started. And it's been a blast, you know, I mean, to be able, the caddy player bond is really an interesting dynamic anyway, very, very uh, unique in sports. And then you put that together with the father and son bond. And I mean, to get to share the highs and lows of what I get to go through at tournaments like RBC Heritage, winning or missing the cuts or, you know, whatever. I can hardly describe it, how great it is to have some, have my son, somebody I have such a great bond with already to be able to share that with him. I know family is so important to you. And I think back, uh, my son, Will, played junior golf with Reagan. And I think about you and Lisa, when you could be out there supporting Reagan. <laughs> and uh, I was always yeah. really impressed that not only were you supporting Reagan, you were supporting everybody else in his group and so friendly and nice sure. to talk to the other parents or the other players. And, and uh, I've always admired that have great respect for you. Well, I've, I've been through that, you know, I mean, I was a junior golfer at one time and I saw my parents do that. And, uh, then when my kids were playing golf or they played ice hockey too, and you know, we went and we, I wanted to be at everything I could be at, not just to, for them to have their successes, but just, 
I wanted to be able to kind of experience what they were going through just because I, I kind of understand it. And I know what the other parents were going through watching their kids. And so um, I, I miss that tremendously. You know, my kids don't get to do stuff like that anymore. So um, it was, it was really fun to do that. And I'm, um, you know, I'm, I'm glad that I was able to do that. My job gave me half of the year. Basically I'm a stay at home parent at that time so i could go and watch some of their sports and take them back and forth to practice connor lives a little further away and uh he was here for the final round and uh we want to make sure we give fair time to, to <laughs> connor tell us tell us what he's doing and how he may, might have surprised you on the uh the final round because of the work from home situation he and his fiance were working for a company that did that you know with their employees so they chose to live in jackson hole for the ski season last year <laughs> they had a rough go of it and so um when I had a big lead here on Saturday, they decided to come back and they flew from Jackson Hole back to Atlanta. And then I think basically overnight drove here and got here in the super early morning hours. And uh, all that was kept from me by my wife. She thought I would be like freaked out if I knew he was coming all the way from Jackson Hole just to be here for Sunday. And she was right. Of course, I knew he was coming anyway because I saw his location dot on my phone. So uh, that added some pressure and motivation for me with a five shot lead, I think it was going into the final day. I was like, I refuse to lose this tournament because he's coming all the way. So, um, <laughs> that was, a that was a really a cool thing for him to do. And I'm just so glad that he got to be here too, because you know, the first time that I got a win with Reagan, Connor wasn't able to be there because it, he was just moving into Jackson hole. It was in September, but it was his birthday. So we got to shout out on, on, on uh, in our TV interview that happy birthday to Connor. Uh, but then, um, Connor and Reagan both got married since then, so they're both now hitched. And Connor, uh, they lasted in Jackson Hole through the ski season, and they've not doing a traditional honeymoon. They bought a sailboat, and so they took a sabbatical from work, and now they're, as of right now, they're in the Bahamas sailing around for a while and learning how to sail. And that's, I guess, that's the the, the honeymoon of a millennial. Connor may have things figured out better than you and Ray and me and others. It's yeah. Jackson Hole ski season, sailing now. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Last question for you today is just uh, in the, during the, the pandemic and the times of celebrating and trophies, what did you do on Hilton Head Island after you won last year? Well, I would love to say that we went out and experienced some of Hilton Head's finest, you know, offerings for the tourists like us, but we didn't. We went to a table right down there and with our friends, uh, it was my son, Reagan and Connor, my wife, Lisa, Connor's fiance, then Jess and her now his wife and Reagan's future father-in-law. And, um, we all sat around and had a bottle or two or seven of champagne and celebrated the win for, uh -huh. for half an hour, 45 minutes. And then, uh, we had already packed up the car cause we just live in Atlanta. We just, we all packed up the car and drove home and um, stopped by and got a couple pizzas on the way out. And that's pretty much how we do things. You know, we roll out. But um, it was a, a really fun ride home, you know, answering the text messages and talking to my mom and dad. And, right. Yeah, just uh, reliving all the, all the cool memories that just happened. It was a great ride home, I'm sure. That was a great ride. Yeah, three-time three -time winner and defending champion of the RBC Heritage, Stuart Sink. Uh, we look forward to having you back. And we look forward to uh, you competing for another victory here at Harbortown. We're looking forward to it. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, everyone, for listening. The podcast continues to grow and never miss an episode of our Five Questions podcast by subscribing to the Chamber Channel on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.